and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here on another wild, whimsical, wise sort of Wednesday, friends. Port Report 324, the depravity of deception, like a cat playing with a mouse. The government is manipulating our minds. That's happening. And we just can't help it. I mean, we are humans after all. And of course, being human means that we are susceptible to things like, you know, susceptible to be heat and hunger and having our minds messed with by military grade propaganda and all that. You know, if you crank up the heat, people are going to respond. You know, you wipe out the food. People are going to respond. You know, you blast the brain with relentless propaganda and people respond. It just happens. And for the most part, it happens in a predictable fashion. People respond predictably because we are creatures of habit. We're hardwired to do certain things and and all of that. And sometimes, you know, we start talking about this kind of stuff. It can be difficult to frame a conversation that exposes these inherent vulnerabilities in our own humanity. You know, we we can be deceived. I could be wrong. I could be an arrogant fool. You know, all this kind of stuff. I could be getting lied to. I could be being duped. Uh, But how do we know? You know, how do we know? A lot of times people don't want to hear it. They don't want to talk about it. You know, they tend to shy away or tune out or ignore the vulnerabilities of being human. That we are predictable and when we are prodded, you know, or we are spooked as a herd, we act like cattle. Okay, this this is totally normal stuff and people don't want to talk about it, but we need to talk about it. You know, Uh, but I was thinking as I was writing this morning, uh, I was thinking, well, why why is it that people don't really want to talk about, say, like self-deception and and how easy it is to, to be deceived or how easy it is to be wrong about things? And I believe it's because we as human beings have an innate need for a sense of security, which of course security is the opposite of vulnerability. So in order to have a sense of security, it requires that we maintain a mental grip on our sense of rightness, you know, our, our self affirming mental aberrations. We, we have to protect our ego. In other words, you know, we have to believe that we're right. And that's the job of the ego to kind of protect ourselves in that sense. And friends, this is an inseparable instinctive aspect of our humanity. It's part of being a human being. And it leads directly to predictable patterns of behavior. Now, just to give you guys a little background here, you know, (laughs) the the short version, you know, I grew up in a plywood shack. Yoga was a new age hippie cult. I destroyed my body in the military. Somebody told me to try yoga. I shed that out. I tried that out. Uh, Went on to open up a yoga studio and help people. So I've taught uh, thousands and thousands of hours of yoga and meditation. I've got certifications in yoga for PTSD and trauma survivors, first responders and that kind of stuff. And so I've studied and deployed the, uh, the understanding of, of how our mind works, uh, 
a lot. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. Continuing education provider for the international yoga Alliance and, you know, experienced yoga teacher, all this kind of stuff that that's, that comes to bear on this. It's kind of coming through a little bit here though. This is, has, has been a, a predominantly uh, political podcast. The, the connection between spirituality and political uh, behavior is very closely intertwined as we'll be getting into today. At any rate, you know, uh, this, these predictable patterns of behavior, these predictable patterns of self-deception, we all suffer from it. Now, it's again, it's just part of life. Okay. It's not, I mean, maybe suffer is not the right word though. It does cause us to suffer the cycle of self-induced suffering when we remain unaware of and don't want to face these vulnerabilities that are innate in our humanity. Now, there are certainly some people who can maintain uh, a high degree of awareness well enough to monitor the ego in real time. These would be like, you know, like say the, uh, the monks and the spiritual leaders of the world. Okay. But that would be the exception. That is not the norm. And for most of us, most of the time we flicker in and out of awareness. We flicker in and out of being aware of our own mind and emotions. And for the most part, our ego just kind of does its thing as we go throughout day. We're not really noticing what's going on inside of us, uh, what's directing all of that. And this is totally normal. Again, it's not bad. Hmm. Excuse me, Adam. <laughs> I had a um, hair in my mouth. Weird. At uh, any rate, it, it's not bad, friends, but it does have implications. It has major implications because our ego is our inner storyteller. And we've talked a lot about the story and, and the narrative. The story is you know, what makes the, the science and the experts, you know, feasible or believable to people. It's the story. Internally speaking, our ego is the inner storyteller. Ego is constantly repeating the script that has been ingrained into the gray matter between our ears. That's the way it works. And ego is that incessant, pesky voice that demands attention. It drives reckless behavior. It gets offended be just because, you know, and, and it refuses to concede even in the face of facts, it's the ego that stops people from facing reality. You know, why is that? I believe it's because the need to maintain a coherent, you know, worldview, a coherent self-image, you know, an inner identity that is built on language and labels that are acquired by the mind. All of this, you know, all of this gives the ego a sense of self that has its own instinct to survive. And I know I, I know you're like, Luke, what the hell are you talking about, dude? Buddy, you gone off the rocker. Friends, this all comes to bear on what's going on right now, uh, specifically as it relates to defending yourself against, you know, menticide, mental attack, psychological warfare, okay? So this is where the understanding aspect of it is. So I'm gonna dork out on it just a little bit here. You know, we have to have this, sense of self, this self-identity in order to exist, in order to function, in order to survive. Otherwise, if we didn't have an ego or a sense of self or self-identity, then what's the point? Why even try to survive? You know, why, why even play the role of, of husband, father, friend, mother, sister, cousin, whatever? You know, why would we function in society without this? We couldn't function in society without this identity. Why would we even try? Okay. So, the, at the basis, you know, at the baseline or the root of this is, you know, I have to take care of me. I have to take care of mine. And this requires that I value myself as a distinctly separate being and that I prioritize my own self and my own well-being uh, above 
the survival of others. Okay, this is this is the it's really the anecdote to the collective cult, and that's huge. You know, now of course there are exceptions to to prioritizing my own survival, like you know you know sacrificing one's life for a loved one, or to save a fellow soldier, or to fight and die for freedom. For example, there's all kinds of exceptions to self-sacrifice or prioritizing self-survival. There are reasons why a person would self-sacrifice, but the point here is. Uh, that our instinct to survive is not just a physically driven phenomenon. At the mental level, the instinct to survive manifests as the ego trying to keep our self-image intact, to feed a sense of self-importance, sense of self-identity, uh, to feed the sense of gratification that adds value to our reason for existing, you know, adds stature to our role in society. All of this, you know, it creates the story that rationalizes our life just as it is. Uh, good, bad, and ugly, right, wrong, or indifferent, okay? We have to make sense of things. We have to relate what's going on in the world with who we are and where we're at in life. And this, by default, is the role of the ego. And that's where our vulnerability lies. Friends, it's the ego that is being, you know, the rape of the mind. Really, it's the rape of the ego. Okay, it, it is, it is the, the ego is the faculty that's being exploited here. Because the ego is not the faculty that discerns fact from fiction. Okay, I'll say it again. The ego is not, you know, that, that mental chatter. That's not what's going to discern fact from fiction. Okay, all, all that the ego is concerned about is the story. And this is where we need to make a critical distinction. Okay, the ego is not the mind. The ego is not the mind. Luke, what the hell are you talking about? Friends, it's more than I can get into in this podcast, but the mind is a tool. And I like to say, you know, if you're not using your mind, your mind is using you. And what I mean by that is that if you are not consciously choosing to use your own mind, the chances are your ego is busy using your mind, chattering on and on about the endless stories that enforce uh, and confirm, affirm your current perspective, your emotions and beliefs. So that's you. That's all happening all the time. As a human being, we all deal with it. You know, your ego is controlling what you think and how you feel and how you behave based on beliefs that may or may not have ever been validated by the logical mind. Okay, this is where the awareness component comes in here. But this is how it works, and this is what's being exploited. If our thoughts and our feelings and our actions remain ego-driven or driven by the stories in our head, then we are at a significantly greater risk of mental manipulation. But if, on the other hand, we can evaluate our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions in the light of awareness, which, by the way, is best achieved through breath work and cultivating curiosity and intelligent inquiry. All of that aside, if we can evaluate in the light of awareness what's going on in our head, okay, then we have a much greater chance of resisting mental manipulation. Why does this matter? It matters, I believe, because the ultimate solution to political chaos, again, my personal belief, the ultimate solution to political chaos is the elevation of individual awareness. Uh, in the realist sense, friends, people need to wake up to what's happening in their own hearts and minds 
before they can begin to see through the fog of deception. It is critical to realize that when people have been deceived, they believe the lies. They believe the illusions just as surely as a Baptist believes in the Bible. People believe in COVID. People believe in climate change. And if people just keep on believing the lies, say that humanity is a plague upon the planet or that we're in this epic battle for democracy, you know, whatever the, whatever the lie may be, those who are manipulating the masses, if people just keep believing that, those who keep manipulating the masses, keep planting these stories, keep fanning these flames, keep hijacking the minds of humanity, they're going to continue to have their way with us. Like I said, you know, the government's manipulating the minds the way a cat plays with a mouse. By appealing to the ego, by offering people the chance to be a good human and do the right thing, and it's for democracy and all of that, they will continue because they are. They're going to continue to carefully nurture the narrative that anyone who threatens the story must be eliminated. We need to understand this as an appeal to ego. And when the ego is involved, there is a complete detachment from reality. Okay, You can't simultaneously exist discernment and actual you know, uh, functioning awareness and getting caught up in the story in the head. At any rate, friends, we're very close to this point where Anybody who threatens the narrative must be eliminated. We're very close to that. Uh, and though there are all kinds of wonderful facts coming to light right now, you know, there's a lot of news out, you know, about all the global deceit and about the corruption. I sincerely doubt, I sincerely doubt that any of it will actually have any meaningful effect on the course of things right now. The way things are going and moving forward, the Great Reset, all of that, you know, it boils down to physics. What is already in motion is going to stay in motion until acted upon by a superior force. And logically speaking, a few blips of truth, you know, popping out in a barrage of propaganda, that doesn't constitute a superior force. So when you see things out there, you're like, yes, that's the truth. Yes, that's the truth. You know it's the truth. You can sense that it's the truth. Uh, but friends, I assure you, it is not the superior force in this relentless inundation of propaganda at the global level, especially with the algorithmic social interventions, et cetera, now, which are controlling emerging public perceptions. This is where discernment comes in, you know? The Great Reset and its associated arsenal of great deceptions, you know, which is what I believe is, you know, that's driving geopolitical events. This is going to continue its course until people can learn to discern what's really going on. You know, until that happens, public attention is going to continue to be shattered by the never-ending cycle of emotions, you know. Our emotions will be manipulated at will. The majority of people will remain none the wiser to the you know being fleeced and, and marched into the great inescapable socialist surveillance state. When I say shattered public attention, what I mean, friends, is that as a whole, as the body politic, as society, our concerns are being broken apart the way a plate breaks when it hits the floor. You know, you think about taking drop a plate, you can hear all the pieces scattering across the floor. Pieces go everywhere. And in the same way, public attention currently is going everywhere. So every time there's a big shock, you know, uh, something going on, boom, it breaks it, it. It shatters the attention. And the result is an inability to develop a cohesive and effective defense against mani mental manipulation. 
Okay, this is they're exploiting the ego's need to understand and to have a coherent story. And when the story is constantly changing and shifting, it keeps the ego working in overdrive. And this works to disconnect us from a deeper faculty of inner discernment. <laughs> oh, friends. In other words, you know, with so many people believing so many different things, so many different stories, not only is your, you know, your attention, my attention, all of our attentions divided, you know, the public mind is distracted. Our emotions are being driven by the various narratives that seek to ensnare the ego and assimilate our minds into their overarching story. What's your role? You know, uh, are you a freedom fighter? Are you a victim? Are you are you a, are you a hero? You know, what's my story? What story are we in again right now? <laughs> That's right. We're in the story of good versus evil. We're in the story of light versus the powers of darkness. It's a timeless story. And ultimately, friends, the story is a story of us versus them. Now, pay attention for a second, because that's where the ego comes in. That's where we're being uh, exploited. We're being turned against each other, divided, okay? Because the story of us versus them, it begs the question, whose side are you on? Are you with us or are you against us? And then, of course, which side is right? I mean, obviously, our side is right, but which side is right, you know? Who's good and who's evil? Obviously, we're the good guys and the evildoers are evil, but who's good and who's evil? Who's right and who's wrong? Again, we know that we're right and everybody else is wrong, but friends, you know, are we on the right side of history or are they on the right side of history? You know, the point is that both sides claim to be right. Both sides claim to be good. And more importantly, both sides believe with utter conviction that they alone are right. They're good. They're moral. Okay. Thus, our egos bicker and battle over beliefs without the faintest clue that these beliefs are being embedded through mental manipulation. And as a result, we feed the narrative and become lost in the story that someone else is telling. In other words, friends, we become captives in our own minds. I'm trying to, trying to help explain how this happens because it happens to the best of us. And it happens all the damn time. Okay, After all, we are only human. And... I'm sure, you know, you're probably wondering, Luke, <laughs> Luke, where are you going with this, buddy? Come on now, man. Get to the point. There's so many things going on in the world. And friends, there is a point and there is a practical solution that you can deploy in your personal life. And I'll get there in just a second. But first, I want to share with you some of the news that set me off on this philosophical romp this morning. Screenshot there in the report today, friends. If you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you have to go to thetorchreport.com to see all the goodies. Now, if you're at the Torch Report or you're looking at it in your phone because you've subscribed to the email list, you see the Pentagon officials suggesting that the alien mothership in our solar system could send many beef sending mini probes to Earth. And there's a whole line of articles there. They're coming from Fox and they're coming from the New York Post and the MSN and the American Military News and on and on and on. And on. OK, I want you to see it for what it is. It's insanity. It's psyops. It's smoke and mirrors. It's distraction. It's bullshit, friends. But it's news. It's news. And today. Out in the news, all the things I didn't want to talk about, you know, 
Today, it's the liberals' turn to get all worked up about the banking crisis. Uh, and as all the liberal outlets glom on to the narrative from last week that demands tougher rules for the mid-sized banks, and you know the big banks are out there raking in profits and cozying up to the regulators because they're too big to fail, and all this is happening while the AI is predicting an imminent market collapse, except that it isn't. You know, the AI was manipulated <laughs> to produce the headlines. Anyway, all this stuff is there, friends. And on the, on the, that's on the left side, on the conservative side, we have headlines like, did Russia just commit an act of war against America? Oh my gosh! You know, all the squawk is about how Russia is trying to recover the downed American drone and how the U.S. has vowed to protect our equities. Whatever the hell that means, you know. Our Western allies are scrambling to block Russian fighter jets just hours after the Russian fighter jet downed our American drone over the Black Sea. It sure seems like we're on the brink of war, does it not? And surprise, surprise, you know, now all the conservatives can act, uh, i.e. they can vote on the conviction that it was Russia, Russia, Russia who started the war, you know, cue the demands for F-16s and more endless funding of endless wars to fight for democracy all around the world. Friends, it's such a great story, isn't it? Or maybe that's not your cup of tea. I mean, maybe you'd rather talk about how uh, Antifa is violently attacking a Christian speaker's event at the UC Davis. Or maybe you want to talk about San Francisco paying blacks $5 million each in reparations, you know, for hate. You know, how about Dr. Fauci developing bioweapons for the Pentagon since 2002? You want to talk about that? You know, how he directly and significantly contributed to the Chinese gain-of-function research and their subsequent patents? You want to talk about that? What interests you the most, friends? What story captures your mind? What story riles you up? What story gets your mind reeling? Are you aware of your mind reeling? <laughs> Are you aware of your thoughts and your feelings, friends? That's the point. And I want to get to some, some practical things here. I see the time. I'm a little long. I'm going to push that 25-minute mark today because th this is so important to understand. We need to understand how the ego desperately needs to know what's going on. We desperately need to know what's going on, but we can't. It's impossible, period. Okay, And this causes the mind to concoct a story based on scraps of information that may or may not be true. And thus, we each believe what we believe. You know, we, we generally believe things without vetting our perspectives against any metric of objective reality, to whatever degree that's possible. Okay? And this is how we become confused. This is how we become disoriented in the mental mirage. We're caught up in the mind, wherein our perception gets distorted by the mental house of mirrors. And that mental house of mirrors is reflecting limited information. Okay? Fortunately, friends, the solution is simple. Step one, take a deep breath and pause when your lungs are full. Step two, relax your shoulders as you let out all the air. You might do that a couple times, you know, take another big deep breath, fill it up even more and pause again with a full, full deep breath and hold your breath with your lungs full and feel your heart beat and then relax and just be glad that you are alive. You are, in fact, a spiritual being. There is power within every breath. Breath control is the most basic building block of self-control. When we learn to control our breathing, we learn to control our heart rate and our emotional state of mind. We learn to observe our ego and become aware of our own stories and refine our perception accordingly, friends. When we take time to feel what is real, 
like stretching our lungs with a full breath or feeling the air entering and leaving our body or tuning into the rhythm of our heartbeat or feeling the sun on our skin. When we tap into that deeper level of awareness, we access the level of spiritual awareness that ultimately gives rise to discernment. And obviously we need discernment now more than ever before. Okay. The great depravity, the great depravity, all the ongoing deception friends is the attempt to deprive you of your ability to sense the truth with something other than your brain, something other than your mind. Your ego is easily deceived. My ego is easily deceived. Our egos are easily deceived because we're human being. It's the spirit within you, within me, within each of us that discerns what is real. And with practice, your soul can begin to summon peace in the midst of the storm. You can find joy in the hardest of times, and you're going to need these skills to endure what lies ahead. Friends, when everything is swirling around inside, just take a deep breath and pause. There's always more to the story, and don't forget that you get to write your own script. The thought that you are powerless to do so, friends, is the ultimate depravity of deception, and that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time. Uh, Go to the website, go to the app, click that little heart give me some love subscribe if you have not subscribed already and of course above all else the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know get out there and embrace this wild whimsical wednesday friends and i'll look forward to talking to you again soon